Welcome to this week's End of Days Update, coming to you from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Had such a great time this last weekend in Jeffersonville, Indiana, Covenant Life Church. Uh, hungry people, great crowds, good miracles, great to be with them. And if you're anywhere in the Minnesota region this weekend, we'll be in Princeton, Minnesota, uh, Sunday morning at 10 and Sunday night, I believe, at 6.30. So come be with us. We'll be at Eternity Church. We'll have a great time. What a time to be preaching on the coming of the Lord when you're watching Scripture come to pass right in front of your eyes, how close we are. I hear people say, I want to be in Bible days. You're in Bible days, man. You can get the checklist out. I know we do it every week, but the checklist of what I was looking at this whole last week Absolutely amazing. Event after event, putting different nations in the position that the Bible said they would be in uh, 2,700 years ago. And how blessed are we to be privileged to watch this? Just like Anna and Simeon at the first coming of the Lord, Zacharias, uh, uh, Elizabeth, Mary, and Joseph, a few people in position. Look at all the people now in position right before he returns. So that's why we get into the end of day's update. We look at the things that point to the coming of the Lord. I mean, the second coming has so many signs. In the book, I think there's 79 or 80, uh, end times made easy. But uh, the rapture is signless. But if you can see what's going to happen just after the rapture and watch all that unfold, you can tell how close we are. So I hear people say, why would you want to preach on that? Well, uh, it's, it's, not a finish, it's not an escape theology. It's a finish line mentality. It's a hustle. I've never seen a runner in a race look at the end, at the end of the race and see the finish line and go, no, I'm done. No, they, they, they push and go for it. So uh, Jesus rebuked the crowd one time. Pharisees over and over and over again. The only time he ever rebuked the crowd was, he said, you can tell what the weather's going to be, but you don't know your hour of visitation. So he wanted them to know. So let's pick up with what's happened. We know this last week has been a continuation of Israel doing their uh, ground invasion into Gaza. So many uh, things happening, so much pressure from all over the world to, to mess with Israel about them protecting themselves. A lot of uh, intriguing things uh, happened out of all that. They, they posted they'd gone into 160 tunnels with shafts. They had uh, gone and, and, and uh, looked at 2,600 places there that were hiding things, weaponry and mechanical devices. It's interesting. They went to two schools and got the launching areas for the anti-tank missiles were all done in schools, of course. So just weirdness with, with all of that. But, you know, you had a march on the National Lawn in Washington, D.C. this weekend, and uh, you had 290,000 people show up to support Israel. You had about 180,000 show up in Paris, in France, to support Israel, which I thought was pretty amazing. And Emmanuel Macron didn't show up for that. But thank God there's actual support because there's such weird non-support and such anti-Semitism. I've never seen anything like it in my life. You had a city in Massachusetts, North Andover, uh, Mass., that uh, voted to fly a Palestinian flag over their city. This is the United States of America. Absolutely insane. And then you had a, a hundred people from the State Department. Now, this is pretty crazy. A hundred people from the State Department, our State Department, the United States of America, sign a memo calling that uh, President Biden was uh, complicit to... Uh, uh, war crimes because of supporting Israel when doing this instead of instead of supporting Hamas. Absolutely insane. So you're seeing that all, all over. And we didn't last week talk about Iran firing missiles into our bases in Syria and Iraq. We, I forgot to get into that. But since Sunday, we've, we've gone and hit a couple of their spots. But even since Sunday, there were four more attacks on our soldiers in Syria and Iraq. So I'm sure we're going to respond a little bit more. It was a little bit more severe this last Sunday, but you've got the, in Lebanon, you've got Hezbollah firing rockets at Israel. You had one Israeli get killed in northern Israel, 120-some-odd uh, casualties. 
only one death though. But I mean, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu said, if you want to get involved, we're gonna we're gonna bomb you into the to the dark ages. So you've got Gaza still firing missiles at Israel, and Israel's gone into even more places. We've they flew some Israeli flags. I like that in Gaza. But there's so many things happening that are that are intriguing about Iran. Uh, I love that we stepped up the sanctions so that they couldn't have access to the $6 billion. But this is something that came out this morning. International Atomic Energy Agency talked about Iran, how Iran is still buffing them to come in and look at what they have. This is what they said. They said uh, Iran has enough 60% purity enriched uranium to make three atomic bombs right now. On September 4th, on their last time they got to go in and take their readings, they had 6.7 kilograms of enriched uranium to 60%. That grew to 120 kilograms, almost 40 times the size of, of the amount they need for three atomic bombs, and no one's saying anything. Now, you had Iran come out and say they didn't have any idea about what uh, Hamas was going to do. I don't believe that. I think it's all in cahoots because Iran basically supplying all this. And you had another missile come over from Yemen, from the which is Iran-backed uh, and supported, and uh, one of our ships, one of our ships took took it down. The, the, the couple of drones that were over our ships took them down. But the Houthis said they're in Yemen. They're not going to stop. They're going to keep going. So you still have from every angle around Israel, Israel under attack. I, I think it's going to have to get absolutely horrific for the Antichrist to come in and go have a solution. That might take six months. That might take a year. It might take a couple of years. But I don't see this actually winding down. I only see it intensifying. Even though there are some corridors open for some humanitarian things, Israel put pressure on the Red Cross to be there because uh, they haven't been really there where they could have been to bring in some humanitarian aid. But you know what? I don't really remember in World War II people saying, oh, America, you need to get some humanitarian aid to the Japanese when they bomb Pearl Harbor. So at least Israel's doing what they are supposed to do, and we've got to continue to support them. So these are literally Bible days, counting down to the rapture of the church, counting down to the coming of the Lord. So we get into it every week. We always go back to the Word. All these wars and rumors of wars come and go. But man, you had earthquakes. You have Iceland had 900 earthquakes in one day. They're ready for that volcano to explode. You had uh, the, the solar burst from the sun. There was one that happened yesterday. It happens once in every several thousand years and it happened yesterday. They said it was so enormous it could have literally took out all the satellite uh, things we have and all the phones that we have. So you could have one thing like that happen. And, and cause some trouble. Don't even get in time to get into all the weather, all the floods, all the Mecca flooded. Uh, there's just a lot of stuff that's unusual happening with nature and with, with people hating Israel. How bizarre, crazy. But let's go back to the word. Number one, Israel regathered as a nation in 1948. Jerusalem won back in 1967. Jesus said the generation that sees that won't pass away till all is fulfilled. Then you got the Hebrew language restored. You got the Ethiopian Jews brought back. You got the fertility of the land of Israel. You got the revival of the Roman Empire. You had the the archway for Baal worship got rebuilt by Russia and Palmyra. Uh, that's pretty amazing. That was last year. That that's a big deal because the Talmud says that's the last sign you'll see before the Messiah comes. But you got many more. You had uh, foxes show up on the Temple Mount this last year. Fish show up in the Dead Sea. You had the Dead Sea turn blood red where Sodom and Gomorrah was on the Day of Atonement last fall. You have the ritual baths around the Temple Mount fill up with water. You have 172 different species of predatory birds start showing up. That's just amazing. So you got Russia in the Crimea, Russia in the Ukraine. We don't even have time to get into all that. Don't even have time to get into President Biden's meeting with the, the China's president right now. So 
all the pieces are happening right in front of our eyes. I mean, if we got into everything that was happening with all the nations, it would take hours. But we're just blessed to see it. I mean, pretty blatant that you have Russia in position. You got China getting in position. You have the Euphrates River damming up, drying up. You've got water showing up in Petra. We were supposed to go there this last week. We were supposed to be in Israel this last week to show the Jews where they were going to go for safety. So you have all these things happening literally right in front of our eyes. You have uh, men will be lovers themselves as selfie sticks. I mean, so you've got birds in position, fish in position, foxes in position, Russia in position, China in position. What's the church doing? The church is going, do you really need to preach on the coming of the Lord, Joe? Uh, yeah, it's the hope that purifies. It's like I said that one time that guy said that. He said, Joe, you just get everybody's hopes up. I was like, duh, it's the hope that purifies us even as we're pure. So sign after sign after sign after sign showing us how close we are. Then you go to signals. You had blood red moons on Passover and Tabernacles a couple years ago. Passover is when he died for us. Tabernacles when the second coming will be. The heavens are going, I died for you, coming back. Died for you, coming back. When's the last time you had four in a row? Uh, NASA calls it a tetrad. When's the last time you had four in a row on Passover and Tabernacles? 1967 when Jerusalem was won back. 1948 when Israel was made a nation. 1492 at the Edict of Expulsion when the Jews were kicked out of Spain. So remarkable to have heavenly activity. The Bible says would be for signals for us. On, on famous days for Israel. Pretty wild. After that, though, you had the Bethlehem star. When Jesus was born, you had Jupiter, a king planet, Regulus, regal king planet, uh, Venus, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, a mother planet. Uh, you had Regulus do retrograde motion. Looks like it's going backwards, but it was crowning Jupiter. Uh, that was at the birth of Jesus. What was the constellation? Virgo. Wow. NBC Nightly News. So we have a celestial event. We have Jupiter, Regulus, Venus coming together. Bethlehem star. What was the constellation? Leo. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. So you got signs in the earth, signs in the heavens, uh, that the Lord said, uh, pay attention to these things because they're showing you how close you are to coming. I mean, even if we didn't have any signs, I have a witness in my spirit that he's coming. But the Lord's so sweet. Why does he get into all these signs for us? Because he loves you. He wants to bless you, wants to strengthen you, wants to encourage you. He wants you to have great radical joy. Your strength will be tied to your joy. And you really can't get anything cooler than seeing Jesus face to face. Let that sink in for a minute. We, have, we sing songs about him. We honor him. We glorify him. Jesus is the focal point of all of our lives. All of a sudden, we're going to see those eyes as a flame of fire. Feet like undefined brass, voice of many waters, the shepherd and the bishop of your souls, the firstborn from the dead. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the righteous branch. He's the root of Jesse. He's the King of kings and Lord of lords. Every knee's going to bow. Every tongue's going to confess that He is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You're watching uh, everything set up for all the heads of every country to hit the deck and say He's God, Jesus of Nazareth. King, God. Wow. What do we do? Help our local church. Help our local pastor. We're engaged. We're all in. We don't fit church into our life. It is our life. Have a blessed week. We'll come back and see what's happening with Hezbollah and with Hamas and with uh, the Houthi uh, guys in Yemen. So uh, we're watching uh, Satan and Lucifer try to annihilate the Jews. But you know what? They win. He doesn't win. Have a blessed, wonderful week. We'll see you next Wednesday.
Thanks for joining us today at the end of day's update. If you'd like to be notified every time there's a new post, just go to the edu at josephmorris.com and subscribe to receive email alerts. If these posts and updates have been a blessing to you, please consider making a one-time donation to help get the message out or even becoming a monthly partner with Joseph Morris Ministries. Thanks again for tuning in to the EDU and we'll see you next week.